So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media? Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch and doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. And welcome to the show. It is uh, Monday, December 20th. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Mine, not so bad, actually. Got to play some golf with the guys uh, yesterday. That was good until I got home. I got home, laid down, and took my post-golf nap and woke up so sore I couldn't move. (laughs) That was not fun. Uh, anyhow, uh, again, hope you had a, a great weekend. We got a lot in store for us this week, I am sure. It is Christmas at the end of the week, so a lot of us getting ready for that. Plus, tomorrow, I can't wait for it. This is going to be epic. Tomorrow, President Biden is going to address the nation again uh, regarding coronavirus. And it's anticipated that he's going to probably announce Uh, Some more mandates, some more lockdowns, and everything else. As he goes to uh, try and address the the latest in the uh, the coronavirus pandemic, which I'm not sure. I I even I don't. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's me. And if it is, uh, you know, tell me it's just me. But I don't seem to see this pandemic that uh, that they keep going off on about. You know, you hear this from the Democrats. Oh, my God, the pandemic is getting worse. But is it? Of course, now Elizabeth Warren, she's tested positive. Uh, And, of course, hang on. She is, Elizabeth Warren, she is, like, triple vaccinated, bubble wrapped. And, uh, you know, she's she's living in a uh, a special dormitory. But she is still uh, tested positive for coronavirus. However... Just like uh, the statement that is being said by so many people now, that the latest variant, the Omicron, 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 I screw that name up all the time. I want to call it something completely different. Um, But the latest variant, the Omicron, it is mild symptoms. And this is what they were getting from South Africa. Now, keep in mind, they keep telling you over and over and over again, uh, and this is where it gets so confusing. It's like you you can't figure out what you're supposed to listen to, who's supposed to be telling the truth, what's going on. You just you get so lost and confused on this. And it's very easy for that to happen. But you're told that you have to have the coronavirus because it's going to protect you from the coronavirus or the vaccine because it's going to protect you from it. But then again, you have to have all this other stuff to protect you as well because it's going to stop. It's going to hurt you and, and it's going to come after you and blah, blah, blah. So they can't make up their mind whether or not if you have the vaccine, you're good. But if you have the vaccine, you still have to have all the the other things like the the separations and the 
uh, the masks and all the other stuff. You know, 15 different layers of booster shots. But then we start talking about the Aramacon, 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 the, the stupid new variant. The fake variant, the mild variant. Africa, South Africa, where this, uh, this variant is alleged to have come from, is an area that does not have a high vaccination rate. As a matter of fact, the vaccination rate there is like non-existent just about. It's only the, the super privileged uh, that have been able to be vaccinated in South Africa. But when you sit here and listen to the South African medical and health people describe the symptoms that people are getting in South Africa, they say mild symptoms. Keep in mind, these are a vast majority of people that are not vaccinated. Now, Elizabeth Warren, she has tested positive with a breakthrough case of coronavirus. After receiving two doses of the vaccine and a booster shot. She announced announced yesterday that uh, she tests herself uh, for a virus every week and currently only feels mild symptoms. Now, listen to that statement, by the way, because we're talking about how the cases, cases are up. Not people, but cases. So Elizabeth Warren gets tested every week. So is that a test every week that is counted? Or is she doing some sort of a home test that's not counted? And she said, I test, I regularly test for COVID. And while I test negative earlier this week, today I tested positive with a breakthrough case. Thankfully, I'm only experiencing mild conditions or mild symptoms and am grateful for the protection provided against the serious illness that comes from being vaccinated and boosted. But let's talk about South Africa. Again, South Africa is not an area that many people are vaccinated, let alone double vaccinated and boosted. And they're reporting mild symptoms. So what are we supposed to start believing? And sure, tomorrow we're going to get um, Joe Biden is going to come out and he's going to do his big announcement. Can't wait for that. That's going to be a good time. And I'm sure he's going to drop all kinds of fear on us. And he's going to start telling us about how uh, we need to uh, we need to make sure that we are uh, uh, triple masking and vaccinating and everything else. And yet Elizabeth Warren, the person who is double vaxxed and boosted, is reporting the same symptoms that those in South Africa had without vaccines. It's fear. And I've said this before, that when it comes to, uh, and granted, I'm not a doctor, so don't take medical advice from me. Even though I've played a doctor once or twice, but that's a whole different story. And I've said this many, many times, that when it comes to your health, positivity does an amazing thing for your health. And sometimes it's very hard. You know, when you you get diagnosed with something that, uh, you know, could be potentially life-threatening or, you know, is just going to be not so pleasant for you for a while. But positivity is still an amazing, powerful tool. 
And I've seen it for myself. You know, when I went through all of my health issues with my kidney, I always was positive on it. I mean, even when the doctor finally looked at me and said, okay, dude, uh, we're, uh, we're at the end here. And uh, if you don't get a, uh, a kidney soon, um, you're going to be in trouble. And I stayed positive. I didn't, I didn't have fear. I didn't worry about it. I mean, I, obviously I thought about it, but I didn't let it take me down. And as I have gone through my treatments and, and I would go to the doctors and I would see people whose health uh, was just not that good. And they were always the people that were sad, that were worried and scared. They were always the ones that were in worse condition than those that were at the doctor's office or at the Mayo Clinic or wherever it may be that were positive, that had an, a positive outlook on things. But this is one of the things that the Democrats do is they scare the hell out of people and they use fear as their tool to oversee everyone. And it works. It works really well because when you start getting scared and you start having that fear, you're no longer thinking positive. You're thinking on the negative. And this is what the Democrats have done over and over and over again when it comes to coronavirus. They are using the coronavirus as a way to control the people. Now, I've said it from the beginning. Coronavirus is real. The pandemic, man-made for sure. I mean, so isn't the, vi the virus. But the pandemic is nowhere near what the Democrats make it out to be. And it could be a lot less, I think, if they would stop using fear. You look at all the stuff that we did here in Florida, what Ron DeSantis has done, and other states uh, won't do it. The federal government refuses to admit that it even works. And yet we're doing okay here in Florida. We're still open. And yet the Democrats will throw fear at us. So tomorrow, when the president goes and addresses uh, everybody about uh, the, the, the virus and the, uh, the latest on the, the vaccine and, and all the pandemic, you watch. There will not be any positivity that will come out of there. There will not be any together we can get through this. I mean, there will be. But together, we will get through this only if you get vaccinated. Only, only if you get vaccinated. You watch. That's what he's going to do. He's going to give that to you because that's been his thing lately. I don't know if you've noticed, but he, he, he doesn't, you know, speak with anybody now and speak to the people. He scolds you. If you don't get that virus, if you don't get that vaccine, you're going to be the person that's in trouble. Not coming out as a leader. And saying, hey, look, uh, we can get through this. We're strong people. We can do it. Uh, the vaccine is a tool that can help lessen the impact of this. I highly suggest that you get it. Um, also, uh, my administration is going to uh, take steps to help you with getting the, uh, the monocrolo uh, vi uh, um, treatment that they have out there. Monocrolo. I'm not good at pronouncing things this morning. Monocrolo, monocrolo, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. The coffee has not kicked in yet. But you don't hear the president uh, coming out and giving you all that positivity. And tomorrow, I'm sure, is going to be another example of how he won't do it. Instead, it's going to be, this thing is spreading like wildfire. And it is. It's spreading fast. 
but it's also very mild symptoms. And that's, I mean, you look at, at, the, at the past and the history of things like the flu. We've had variants of the flu that have come out that have been pretty nasty and have killed people. And shortly after that, a new variant of it comes out and it spreads super quick, but it's a mild symptoms. We can look back in time and see how many times that is countless times of that has that has happened. And that's exactly what's happening now with coronavirus. You don't hear the government talking about how uh, natural immunity works. They don't want to talk about that. It said you got to get this virus, uh, vaccine. Get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. And, you know, there's something that's very interesting that was pointed out over the weekend. And, and this has been pointed out many, many times before, but I heard it over the weekend again. That's why it brings to mind. But you look at all the other things that we deal with on the, the health aspect in this world. Uh, you have um, things like AIDS, cancer, um, and, and all kinds of other diseases. The common cold that have been around for a very, very long time. And they have been trying to come up with cures for that for a very, very long time. And they've come up with some things. Some didn't work. Some show promise. But they've never actually cured it. And yet with coronavirus, we get a vaccine that is developed very quickly. And of course, the government isn't honest about it by saying, hey, uh, the vaccine is something that is going to lessen the impact when and if you get it, which is what they should have said from the get-go. That should have been word one. We're developing this vaccine to help lessen the impact should you get the virus. And hopefully, it'll knock it out. It'll do away with it the whole nine yards. But it needed to start off with, hey, uh, <laughs> we're going to put this, uh, this vaccine together and hopefully uh, what it's going to do is lessen the impact should you get it? But they didn't do that. They came right out and they said, oh, you got to get this vaccine because it's going to stop the coronavirus. It's going to stop it in its tracks. And now as we see it, those with the latest variant, uh, the vaccinated are the ones that are getting it and spreading it. And even those that are not vaccinated are still getting it and they're showing mild symptoms. There's so much that has been lied to us about this. Or, in some ways, just not being very honest. Remember, Joe Biden said that he's going to knock this thing out in no time flat. It'll be done and over with. That's a failed promise, isn't it? Hang on, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Rush Show. You're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. Triggering the crazy left is his specialty. The Brian Rush Show. A news talk at 101 is back. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for listening. So it's kind of sad that Comedy Central is able to get, uh, you know, the, the big hardcore interviews with Kamala Harris. But they did. Never heard of the show, too, by the way. Uh, Comedy Central's, uh, I don't even know how to say their name. I don't really care. But they ended up getting an interview with Kamala Harris. And during the interview, uh, there was an intense line of questioning about who was really in charge of the country during the interview with Vice President Kamala Harris. And this aired on Friday. And Vice, Pres Vice Presidential Spokeswoman uh, Simone Sanders attempted to intervene in this. 
And the interruption, which was aired, showed Sanders intervening when Harris was asked who was the real president. Harris defended Joe Biden and uh, reiterated that Biden was in charge of the country and not uh, Democrat holdout Joe Manchin. And of course, uh, Sanders interrupted uh, the, um, the interview a little bit, acting as if they couldn't actually hear the person. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And this was this is how the, the interaction went on this interview. You got to hear it. It's, it's just, this is prime. I mean, this is what's going on with this White House. Who's the superhero that's going to speak against Joe Manchin? No. I want to know who's the real president of this country. Is it, Bi- is it Joe Biden or Joe Manchin? I'm sorry. I just want to interrupt and I'll take the vice president to hear you. It's Simone. I'm so sorry, Charles. We have she, to she can. And of course, you got to see the video too because Kamala looks like she's about to answer that question. Like she heard the question, is ready to answer it. And yet Simone is here going, I'm, I'm sorry. No, um, uh, we can't. Uh, I'm sorry. Nobody can hear you. Let's continue it. You can hear me. <laughs> can you hear me now? Can you hear me, Madam okay. Vice President? Oh, I'm sorry. You got to wrap. Oh. So and the, pres- the Vice President, Kamala Harris, during this entire interview, she's looking confused. Like, what? I can, I can hear him. Why, why are you? I, I don't understand what what's going on. She had that very confused look to her face. She couldn't understand what the heck's going on. I don't even know why they let Kamala Harris out to actually talk to anybody anymore because they try to control her because every time she gets out there, she messes up the message. But this literally happened to the vice president of the United States. She was trying to actually get up there and answer some questions during an interview. And look, uh, this was a question that she could have answered. You know, a lot of people want to know what's going on because Joe Manchin has basically squashed the Build Back Better uh, Act. And the Democrats are freaking out over this. We've got to talk about that later on the show too. But I mean, it's it's amazing to watch just how much they are freaking out. To the point where they won't even let her do interviews because... They're probably afraid of what she's actually going to say. And they probably weren't anticipating that to actually get aired, but it did. And Kamala Harris, every time she steps out in front of a camera someplace or does an interview, the White House ends up having to correct her over and over again. And of course, to ask the question, who's really truly running the, running the country 
and ask, oh, is it, uh, you know, is it Joe Manson or Joe Biden? We know the answer to that because we've already talked with people like Senator Rick Scott when I asked him that same question and he answered that right away. And he said, Susan Rice and Bernie Sanders, they're the ones running the country. We know Joe Biden isn't. Joe Biden, I think they let him play president every now and then, but that's about it. But this is the type of stuff that we're seeing over and over again uh, with this disaster of an administration. I mean, I would, I, the absolute worst job in that administration right now has got to be public relations. Anything in the communications department has got to be uh, a nightmare of a job. Can you imagine having to defend uh, some of the things that uh, Joe Biden says, some of the things that Kamala says? She was out doing an interview recently, and then the White House had to turn around and correct everything. She was in an in, did an interview about coronavirus, and uh, she said, well, you know, we weren't anticipating any of these different variants. And the White House had to come out and be like, yeah, we were. We were anticipating and we were prepared for it. Even Dr. Fauci came out and said, well, you know, I think her, her, her uh, interview was taken out of context and that she really does. Uh, we were prepared. Uh, we weren't expecting um, uh, such and such, but, you know, we were, we were prepared. And again, it makes you wonder why in the world Kamala Harris was picked as the vice president. I mean, you could think of all the other people out there. Like, look, um, what's her name? Gabby, uh, um, uh, what's her name? The one from Hawaii. See, the coffee hasn't kicked in yet. I can't even think names. Uh, she would have been amazing as a vice president. And she she checked off all the boxes that they wanted. You know, being a woman, a woman of color. She was intelligent. And instead, they went with uh, this nitwit. And now we we deal with this on a daily basis. It's just, it's so embarrassing. Can you imagine what the rest of the world is thinking? And I'm not just talking about the, the politicians around the world. I'm talking about the citizens of the world. When they look over here at the United States and go, holy crap, y'all, you, did you guys really vote them into office? They are the, the ones that received more votes than anybody else in history. Those two. Really? Hang on. We got to take a break for Fox News coming up here at the bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show. You're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. Feeling a little thirsty? Nothing quenches it better than an ice-cold bottle of liberal tears from the Brian Rush Show Bottled Water Company. Now, let's get those tears running on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> By the way, we do have a report of an accident already this morning on, uh, on uh, Back Beach Road near uh, Creek Bottom Way. A uh, accident uh, reported there with injuries. So if you're out that direction, watch out for that accident there. So 2022 is going to be a very interesting year, to say the least, when it comes to the elections uh, in November. And there is a major red wave that is projected to be coming, like a tsunami of Republican activity that's going to happen uh, that is going to pretty much end the, uh, the Democrats' uh, reign of terror. I guess is what we could probably call this, realistically call it, the reign of terror. Which is another reason why we're trying to see so many things get crammed in, including the build back better. And that's another reason for why uh, Democrats right now are freaking out that they're not going to be able to get it done, not only by Christmas, 
but even afterwards. Because Joe Manchin has pretty much said, hey, yeah, no, this isn't going to happen. But uh, there's a report now that the Democrat Party leaders are preparing for this red wave in the 2022 midterms. The Democrat leaders are apparently lowering their expectations for those midterms and bracing for a future wherein Republican control both the House and the Senate. After interviewing over 24 state party chairs, strategists, and executive directors, Politico uh, did a story about this, determined that the Democrats are reframing the 2022 election as a defensive effort. Rather than keeping the majority of the U.S. House of Representatives, Democrats' focus is on maintaining the Senate majority and preventing the Republicans from taking control of the, U, uh, of the House by more than 20 seats. Jamie Harris, who is the uh, Democrat National Committee chair, said that my goal is, even if it's slim, even if it's by one, it's keeping control of the House and adding at least one or two more to the Senate. And of course, you know right now that the Democrats have already got 19, 19 Democrats in, uh, in the House that have said, nope, retiring, not going to do it. The Republicans only need five more seats to take control. Even if the Democrats uh, or the Republicans take 10, it's still going to be an easy battle for them. And the Democrats, I mean, they're starting to face it that, yeah, you know, we're not going to win the House. And sure, they're going to refocus all their efforts now trying to retain the Senate. But the question is going to be, will they be able to do it? I mean, with everything that's going on, and right now the Build Back Better is being held up in the Senate. And how many people, when they go back for their recess, the Christmas recess, how many of them are going to be hearing from their constituents? Because we're all starting to hear about what's in the Build Back Better plan. Because remember, this is another one of those Nancy Pelosi uh, pass it to find out what's in it deals. So it makes you wonder if they even got a remote chance at holding on to the Senate. Because I, I have a feeling that there is going to be a couple of areas, at least a couple of states, where they are going to look at one of their, uh, their Democrat senators that's up for re-election. And they're going to go, what are you going to do about Build Back Better? Because we don't like it. And if that senator comes up and says, no, we're going to do Build Back Better, even though Joe Manchin, uh, he's just wild and crazy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. It does make you wonder whether or not they'll be able to retain it. I honestly don't think they will. I think it's going to be an absolute bloodbath in the election. But then again, the other question is going to be, what is going to happen when, uh, when they, they, uh, they start to cheat again? Because there's so much fear that they're going to lose. You know that at this point, they're probably going to try something. They're going to try something to be able to retain power somewhere, somehow. And all they've got to do is uh, hold on to at least 11. 11? My math's not good today. They need to hold on to a bunch of Democrat seats. They can't let the Republicans win it because if the Republicans do win the House, one of the things that we are probably going to end up seeing is Republicans getting under investigation for so many things that have gone on in the past couple of years. And to be perfectly honest with you, I would be okay 
with the Republican Party regaining power in the House and simply doing one thing, and that is getting in there and only doing some investigations, trying to find out what in the world happened, who did what, and get in there and fix things. That's what I would like to see. I would like to see that. I don't care about anything else. I really don't. If they can do that, then I would be very happy uh, with the uh, the Republican Party if they are simply able to do that. It's all I want. But then again, the question is, would they do it? Would they actually spend the time and the effort uh, to make sure that they investigate all the stuff that had happened and make sure that this doesn't happen again? I don't know. I don't know if they'll do it. Because quite honestly, I'm, I'm so disappointed in so many of the, uh, the Republicans uh, that it's just, it's just a disappointment. It really is. And you've got Kinzinger, who is, uh, he's, he's not running for re-election. Thank God, because it's time for him to go away. But he's a rhino in every sense of the word. But Representative Adam Kinzinger, uh, over the weekend on ABC's This Week, he said that the Department of Justice should be investigating Donald Trump for his role in the riot, uh, the Capitol riot on January 6th. During a congressional hearing, uh, Representative Liz Cheney last week said that Mr. Meadows' uh, testimony will bear, all, uh, will bear another key question before this committee. Did Donald Trump, through action or inaction, corruptly seek to obstruct or impede Congress with their official proceedings to the court to count the electoral votes. And of course, it also came out that uh, some of the, uh, the text message statements that, uh, that uh, Pencil Neck Schiff had read were altered and were edited. And of course, Liz Cheney, she got a lot of flack over it as well. And, and the, the credibility of the committee is starting to go downhill quickly. But John Carl, who was the guest host on ABC's This Week, he had asked, I know that Congress doesn't have the power to prosecute, and that's the Justice Department, but what uh, Congresswoman Cheney just described there is a crime under the U.S. Criminal Code. Is there a crime to obstruct the official proceedings of Congress? Is she, is she, is she there sending a message, and are you sending a message that the Justice Department should be prosecuting not just those who broke into the building on January 6th, but should prosecute Donald Trump himself or at least investigate the possibilities. Kinzinger's response to that was, I think investigating that possibility for sure. You know, Congress, I think this is a case of committee, uh, a case our committee is getting more information than law enforcement agencies and DOJ because we have the power and the ability to get that done. So whatever information we get will, will be public record and the DOJ should take a look, particularly if there's a criminal charges to be filed. And he added on saying that, again, uh, the big thing is as bad as it was on January 6th, there's nothing really in place to stop another one from happening again. Even somebody, if somebody broke the law, it is so essential that we send the message that you're not untouchable as president. You're not untouchable as the former president. So just go and do your job honorably. And I think that's the only way self-governance survives in the future. And of course, you know, we can talk all day long about how 
horrible the January 6th uh, insurrection on the Capitol was. I mean, it was not an insurrection. And if it was, it was horribly done. And we can talk about how, uh, you know, those who did it should be held accountable. But can we also talk about some of the reasons for why the American public, especially the Donald Trump supporters, were upset with the Democrats? As we had gone a couple of years with BLM and Antifa rioting and protesting and burning cities down, only to get told from the Democrats that, oh, well, you know, this is just peaceful protests. It's peaceful demonstrations as the burning build, or the building burns behind them, as people are injured or police officers are injured. But they make out the, the January 6th thing to be the worst thing ever to happen. And the reason why they do that is because it's affecting them. It's because the American people came to them and said, hey, we've had it. That's just like all the crime sprees that are going on. Oh, we got to defund the police. We got to defund the police. Oh, we got to stop doing this and stop prosecuting it. Do all the stuff. And they go on and on and on about, uh, you know, uh, don't worry about law enforcement. We don't have to do that. We don't have to enforce these crimes. These people are, they're peaceful. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As they're raiding stores and everything else. But once it started getting into the neighborhoods of the elite, have you noticed that now we are seeing the Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, uh, Governor Newsom. We're seeing the mayor of L.A., the mayor of San Francisco. All these people are coming out and saying, hey, um, this violence isn't good. We got to do something about this. I don't understand where all this crime stuff is coming from, but we got to do something about it. This is bad. Now that it's in their backyard, it's bad. As Antifa and BLM burned down buildings and cities and terrorized people, the Democrats didn't do anything about it but encourage it. Vice President Harris she was part of a group that was raising money to bail these people out of jail when they got arrested. And yet the American people get fed up. And granted, I'm still on the side that it was not Donald Trump supporters that started all this. I mean, we're seeing videos and it's tough to find them now because they're being blocked. But there's a new video that is out that shows a guy a couple of days prior to that was out there and he just, he had that look and you know, that, that like that, that fed kind of look. I mean, he had that look and he's out there trying to encourage people. Hey, uh, we need to, we need to go attack the Capitol building. 
I need you guys to help me. We need to do this. We need to stop. And it was very fake. Very, very fake watching this. It was not anything that you see from, you know, Donald Trump supporters. And then you saw more video of this guy being caught again on January 6th out there instructing people, hey, when the president is done speaking, we're all going to go to the Capitol building and we're going to break it. And this is basically this guy is saying. And you have yet to see anything in the January 6th committee going after this particular guy who was actually out there days before and on the day of January 6th encouraging people to go and attack the, con- uh, the, the, uh, the Capitol building. Meanwhile, we're putting people who actually did enter the building, uh, you know, in jail. They've been in jail since this entire thing has happened, and we're making them out to be the most horrible people in the world. But we don't go after these people. So there's a lot of things about the January 6th that doesn't make any sense. But the left, they don't care about it until it actually hits their backyard. And when they walked into their building, because remember, they tell you that it's the people's building. But uh, as the people of this country go up to the Capitol building and say, hey, I want to get a tour. You know what they're going to tell you? No. It's closed off to the public. So it's not a public building that belongs to the people, the people's house uh, that we could go in. It's their house. And that's why the Democrats are freaking out so much and why they're going after people for the whole January 6th incident. Because we went into their house. We went into their place, their special place. Just like all the crime right now. It's now hitting places like Nancy Pelosi's neighborhood and all the elitist neighborhoods in all these Democrat cities. And now they want, they want something done. Where are the police? We got we to gotta put more money into the police to patrol our neighborhoods. When you have all these elitists out in California where they're now having to have, uh, they're having to pay to have their own police protection. We're seeing that same thing up in Atlanta in the Buckhead community. In Buckhead, we're seeing all the elitists going, oh, well, we need to have our own, own security force because, you know, we need to be protected. It doesn't matter until the elitists get attacked. And that's what's going on now. And Mary Trump, who is uh, Donald Trump's niece, who clearly does not like Donald Trump. She was on MSNBC's Alex Witt Reports. And she was telling uh, Alex that her uncle has no idea what it feels like to love somebody or to be loved. She's referencing remarks uh, from the former president uh, made at a rally. And Witt had asked, what do, so what do you make of Uh, listening to your uncle say that if he could, he would have done more to make sure the National Guard troops were deployed on January 6th. What is your reaction to that? And uh, Mary Trump's reaction was, my reaction is uh, is pretty much what it has always been, is every time I hear Donald lying and, uh, and continuing to get away with his lies, is that he will stoop to nothing. There is no bottom here. And he's very mindful that he is being given an opportunity to continue to muddy the waters and quite honestly rewrite history, which is incredibly dangerous moment for this country. When asked, so even when he says that uh, that there, there was love in that crowd, do you really think he believes that? And she said, I don't think he b- understands what the words honestly uh, means honestly. And I'm, on, and I'm not kidding. I really do not believe that Donald Trump understands what love is, what it feels like to love somebody or be loved. 
It's so funny. You can tell that Mary Trump is a liberal because she's so full of hate. You know what? I'm, here's my question. How much did Mary Trump get in the will? I, I'm wondering if that's the reason for why she's so bitter is that she didn't get enough in the will. And the only way that she can do it is to go after Donald Trump. I don't know. It's just such a mess that we are in this country. You know, we, we talk about uh, uniting, and yet the Democrats do everything they can to divide. Everything they can to divide. But just whatever you do, stay the hell out of their neighborhood. We don't want to get in their way, right? Hang on, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show on News Talk at 101. Good morning. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rush Show is on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks for listening. Good morning. So, so disappointed in everything that went on with Afghanistan. And all of the uh, the false narrative that we keep getting from the, the Biden administration. Oh, we got all the Americans out. Oh, wait, there's 100 Americans there. Oh, we got 200 out today, but there's still 100. How do you get 100 out or 200 out and there's still 100? I mean, the, the amount of lies that we got from them uh, over and over and over again, it's just ridiculous. Well, it took a group of volunteers, Project Dynamo, is a uh, nonprofit organization of volunteers, and they have gone into Afghanistan and rescued 39 citizens, U.S. citizens, and lawful permanent residents that have been stranded in Afghanistan. This all happened on Friday. The 39 who were rescued were left behind following the Biden administration's disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. Over a dozen children among those that were rescued, including an 11-month-old American citizen, it's all according to the New York Post, citing a release from Project Dynamo. It feels amazing to bring American citizens home, our countrymen. These are our neighbors, said Brian Stern, who's the project uh, co-founder. And earlier this week, Stern and Abdul uh, traveled to Afghanistan from an undisclosed country with the help of a small group of volunteers. And the two brought evacuees to a safe house in Kabul, and then got them out of there. This is a private group of volunteers that were able to do this, but the Biden administration couldn't do it. Now, granted, our men and women of the military, they could do it. They could do it in a heartbeat. But when the president of the United States won't let them go do it, because, you know, we're, we're all done. Mission accomplished. We're set, right? And those being rescued were receiving necessary uh, vaccinations, food, water, and coronavirus testing at a safe house before they were taken to the Cabal International Airport. Around 4 p.m. local time on Friday, the evacuees boarded two flights that were funded by Barry Aviation, according to the New York Post. This is the first known major airlift rescue with American boots on the ground since the U.S. government abandoned the country of Afghanistan back in August. That according to James Judge, a spokesperson from the Project Dynamo. We're proud to announce that, that the evacuees and the two Dynamo team members are now safely out of Afghanistan airspace at this time, and they're on their way home to America. All the evacuees received a green light from the State Department after undergoing preliminary inspection, but were subject to go through immigration and customs when they arrive at JFK Airport, according to the New York Post. The planes did arrive there Saturday morning. And uh, now we have 39 of our American people back home 
because of a nonprofit organization, not because of the State Department, not because of the Joe Biden administration, but because of a couple of volunteers that went back there to rescue our American people. And it just goes to show again how much Joe Biden doesn't care about the American people. I mean, the entire Afghan uh, withdrawal was an absolute disaster from the word go anyhow. But the fact that we have made no effort to go back there and, and get people, an 11-month-old child, one of those that were rescued uh, just uh, Friday by volunteers with a nonprofit organization to go in and get these people. Another thing that Joe Biden should really, truly be absolutely ashamed of, uh, if you ask me. Hang on, we got to take a break for news coming up here at the top of the hour. We'll be back after the news break. This is the Brian Rush Show, News Talk at 101. Good morning. Sometimes the only way to stop him from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials. But don't worry, he'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of The Brian Rush Show is next on News Talk at 101. WYOO Springfield. Serving Tyndall, Callaway, and Northwest Florida. This is News Talk at 101. Panama City's information station. Now. Ladies and gentlemen. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch. And doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to hour number two of the show. Good morning. Thanks so much for listening. So bad news for one of the mandates that was out. The one that the Fifth Circuit Court had finally said, hey, yeah, this mandate of the 100 employees or more must be getting vaccinated, everybody, when they shot that down. Well, the Sixth District Court or the Sixth Circuit Court in a two to one decision has uh, decided that, nope, that is effective and it will go into effect. Business groups and workers are asking now the Supreme Court for emergency action after the federal appeals court reinstated Joe Biden's vaccine mandate for businesses with 100 plus employees, which is now being estimated to impact upwards of 84 million workers. In the two to one decision, a three judge panel at the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit Uh, They voted to dissolve the stay on Biden's coronavirus vaccine mandate granted earlier by the Fifth Circuit. The OSHA mandate will still take effect on January 4th, though it allows unvaccinated workers to submit to weekly testing in lieu of getting the jab. But of course, the other one that did get a a stay as well, which I'm sure is also going to get get challenged as well in the appeals, is the one for uh, the government workers which is the same thing. So for those companies that actually have government contracts. So if you have a business that has 100 employees or more and you do business with the government, then you also have to fall under these mandates where all of your employees must be either vaccinated or have their religious or medical exemption available. Otherwise, the fines... And this is the important thing, too, when it comes to the fines. This is not a one-time fine. If your business was to be audited, 
by OSHA or whoever the, the group might be that'll do the auditing. And you were found to have, let's just say five employees. Okay, you have five employees that did not get the mandate. The fines will start at around $1,000. So for one day, that is a $5,000 fine. Now, we all know how long it takes to actually get the vaccine and to be fully vaccinated, which is another one of these terms which is becoming very difficult to understand exactly what it is. Is fully vaccinated mean I got the one shot? Does it mean I got the shot plus the 18 boosters that got to come behind it? What's, what is the definition of fully vaccinated? They're having a hard time with that. But keep in mind, these are the fines. It's a $1,000 starting, roughly $1,000, because this is also discretionary. You know, if the, uh, the investigators come in or the auditors come in and, uh, you know, somebody's being argumentative and combative, they've got the ability to charge you more. But we'll start at the bottom. So that's $5,000 that your business is going to get fined for those five people not being vaccinated. That's day one. Oh, but by the way, uh, let's say that it is not January 5th that you are audited. You're audited on February 1st. So now for every day that those five people were not vaccinated, fully vaccinated, or had their exemption, that's $5,000 a day that your business is going to be fined because you didn't have those people vaccinated. Do that math for just that short period of time. You know, you're looking at, what is that? That's, uh, we'll, we'll just call it, we'll call it 25 days. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What the hell just happened to this calculator? There we go. Um, so you got $5,000 between the, the five people, and that's 25 days worth of fines. That's $125,000 that your small business is going to get fined. And it continues on as well. This entire thing is just an absolute mess. 233-9988 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Good morning, Hey, buddy. Billy. Billy. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you today? <laughs> Well, I'm I'm here. It's the first Monday of the week. Mm. But okay, have you heard anything about what's been on over in Australia about their shutdown? The people took over. 
yeah. the government. They had their their peaceful revolution mm-hmm. and stopped the government. Yep. Yeah, I've I've been watching that. Um, you know, there's uh, <laughs> and, and there's video out there where they're showing this where uh, some of the people have point blank said, "Hey." Uh, you know, prime minister this or, or whoever else it is that they're saying, we the people are issuing an arrest warrant for you and we're taking over. Uh, because for those that don't hear it, um, and, and there really hasn't been a lot of that, that much talk about it, but Australia is one of the most locked down countries in the world when it comes to the coronavirus thing. I mean, they're bad about that's it. What, that's what I was about to say. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're by themselves. Uh, You've got to either fly or, or be voted in to yeah. get to that. Yeah. But yet they've had the most hard, well, I, I guess harsh is a safe word. Uh, they've had some of the harshest lockdowns and, and measures taken upon them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they have. they finally said, enough is enough. Screw you. We're not doing it. Yeah. There's no need. And it keep- hasn't helped. And keep in mind, they're one of the countries that the the people don't have the rights to guns either. So it's not like the population there is fully armed. But the, uh, the in, no, they, in some of the things that was going on, kangaroos. Yeah, they do. They'll, they'll sick the kangaroos after the government. But the uh, the government of Australia, they were doing things as far as they were setting up camps and throwing people into camps, and they were even doing things as far as going out and finding the indigenous people and forcing them to also abide by all of this stuff. I mean, it was draconian to the tenth measure of what was going in uh, going on in Australia, and the U.S. government, I think, should take this as a a warning when the Australian people stepped up and remember the Australian people are not armed like we are, and they said, "Nope, no more. We're taking over." The yeah, U.S. government's got to realize. Is set up along the lines. That ours is. Yeah. And you've also got to remember to, and take into consideration Australia was a penal kind of colony uh-huh. back yeah. in the day. It was yeah. an island of criminals. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they've got that bred really into them. They give a crap. No, they don't. And, and and they're they're now showing it that they've they've had enough. And you know, this really should be a wake up call for the American government to realize that, you know, if if the Australian people can put their foot down and and basically tell the government no and kind of take over. Uh, that same thing could happen here, but the American people are very, very, very well armed. And that can become a real mess uh, for the American government. And I think that tomorrow, uh, when Joe Biden makes his another big announcement, um, you know, with, with all of the, uh, the whatever he's going to do for the, the protecting of the American people, which is total BS. Uh, he might want to use his words very carefully. And I don't think... Yeah, I, I don't. And I think one of the things that Joe Biden should be very careful about doing is saying anything about any more mandates or any other uh, lockdowns or anything else because that is just going to piss off the people of America more than they already yeah, are. I had seen something yesterday talking about he was supposed to do it today talking about uh, new lockdowns and mandates and all. And yeah. with this whole OSHA bit, uh, Governor DeSantis, he can't do a damn thing about it because governors have no control over that. Well, actually, on the federal level. there are some things that we can do about it, and this is where the state's rights come in. Uh, and this is kind of one of the things Ron DeSantis has said. Ron DeSantis has pretty much said, and I think not only he should say it, but other governors should say it too, Hey, OSHA, screw you. You don't have the say over us, and we're not going to listen to you. 
Um, so, I mean, Ron DeSantis is fighting that. Uh, and the reality is, is that the states do have the ability to tell the federal government to go stuff it. The only thing that re- is required uh, for a state to be able to tell the federal government to go stuff it is a leader that's got a set of cojones on him that will actually do it. And thankfully, Ron DeSantis does have uh, the, the steel-plated, bulletproof cojones to tell the federal government, go stuff it. And the reality is, if the federal government wants to come down to Florida and try and enforce their stuff, remember, the state of Florida, one, we crazy, and two, we're highly armed, and three, we're patriotic and we've had it with this crap. So it'll be a bad thing for the, uh, the federal government to come in here on this. And I think all of this will come to a head uh, before much longer. But they got to stop because, you know, yeah. it, it, there's only uh, so much the American people are going to take. They, they need to realize, uh, they need to stop and go, hey, okay, uh, uh, Australia, they've done acted up. They stopped it. Uh, we could be next. Our people have guns. Mm-hmm. They know how to use them. Guns. Right. Uh, we'll bring in the Dukes of Hazards. They know how to use those. <laughs> so uh, we're not going to drop, we can't drop a nuke on our own people. Yeah. Uh, our own military won't. There will be some in there that would fight us, but the majority, no. They'll take up arms with our side. Well, you know what? Here's the so, thing, too, anyway, that when, when I hear that argument about the, uh, about the government or uh, with the military, is that the military, and I love our men and women, our military, and the reality is there are more veterans that are very patriotic than there are active military. And when you look at the active military people, there's only about 1% of the active military that is really, truly uh, combat ready. Uh, And even them, it's not like they walk around with their guns on the side ready to go. They've got to go get the stuff. You know, when when you look at the fact that the military is still only 1% of the population, the active military, and only 1% of that is combat ready. Uh, you know, I mean, there's not much of a chance that they would have. So I don't think that the, the, the military really, truly would um, uh, go in uh, and do that. I don't think that the military would, would go against the people. There might be a few people, but they won't last. And they do have the right to uh, not follow an order if it is if they believe it is unlawful. Why not? They ain't got to follow it. No, they don't. It don't make a damn who gives order. President, hey, right, you gonna go out there and kill that? No, I'm not. Yeah, you can't make. It. I mean, not to mention our our men and women of the military. They're smart enough to know that when they're facing down a cannon that can blow them away, they're gonna step aside. I mean, they're not going to go full on to that cannon and go, well, I don't care. I'm still going to go after it. Um, so it'll, it'll, be, uh, it'll be very interesting. But I, I hope more than anything that we do not ever get to that point. Uh, but the, the U.S. government, they need to realize that the people have had it. Uh, you know, there's still some sheep that are like, okay, whatever you want us to do, we'll do it. Okay. But the vast majority of Americans have had it. And if, if Joe Biden goes to try and put us into another lockdown uh, like we had before, uh, I think that's going to be the straw that's going to break the camel's back, and uh, that camel's going to start kicking. Yeah, all it could take is one more lockdown, one more mandate, and that could flip the switch. Yep. And, yep. Yeah, it'd be all. That's but Anyway, true. buddy, have a good one. You I'll, too, I'll Billy. I'm going to let somebody else get in there. Thanks, bud. I do appreciate it. And 233 uh, that's the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Good morning, Brian. It's Tom. Hey, Tom. How are you? 
fine. Um, I was watching a, a special. I read some uh, articles. If the Democrats lose next year like uh, we're hoping they do, there will be a civil war. If they lose? If, they, if the Democrats lose, they've got our names, they've got our addresses, they will come after us. Mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, I, I think they're if destroying, they're destroying the cities now. Yeah, well, you know, they're they're destroying the Democrat cities, uh, and I think there's a there's a reason for why a lot of the Antifa and BLM and all these uh, you know uh, anarchists are going out there and they're attacking those cities is because they know they can because there's no pushback from that. Uh, these same people, uh, while they're not very smart, they are still smart enough to realize that. If they were to go and, you know, attack a city in, uh, you know, Kentucky or Tennessee or Texas or Florida or Alabama or Georgia, they know that there will be major resistance. So I'm not too worried about that if, uh, if the Democrats lose. I don't think there'll be much of a civil war. Uh, there may be an Antifa group that might act up a little bit, but they'll be put down quicker than quick. Um, I can't believe the hate that Biden has put into that group. It's... it's- Oh, yeah. Unreal. I mean, the, the Democrats have shown nothing but hate, you know, and, and they make out the Republicans to be the worst people in the world. Uh, but the reality is, is that we just want to be left alone. We don't want the government telling us what to do. Uh, and the, the left is coming at us with so much incredible hate. And, you know, I don't I don't understand how they can get, get through life. I mean, when you watch the people in the left and how upset they get about every little thing. Uh, you know, it's just, it's too much. And that's where all the hatred is coming from. And, you know, I don't think it'll be, yeah. I don't think it'll be anything if, uh, if the Democrats lose, uh, you know, the, uh, there's going to be some whining and crying, but they're going to do their whining and crying in their own areas where they know that they're not going to have, uh, opposition. But, you know, you, you look at places like, you know, very patriotic places like Florida and Georgia and Alabama and Texas and, you know, Louisiana and Kentucky and Tennessee, those are areas that you just don't want to go into. Uh, and say, hey, you're wrong. Uh, you're going to do what we say uh, because there's a good chance you won't make it home. Well, I sure hope not. So, yeah. one, and one last thing, I'll let you go. Did you read where that truck driver in Colorado yes. had that accident and killed them three individuals? Yeah. They that, gave him 110 years. Yeah, that is a, that has also created another example of don't mess with Americans. I mean, if you, for those of you who haven't heard this story, there was a truck driver who. Uh, and then there's a lot of things with this. He ended up, his brakes went out on this truck. Uh, and the bottom line was that it, it created an accident. It killed four people. Um, and there's evidence in there that was presented that, you know, oh, he could have gone off onto the, uh, you know, the breakaway areas and all this other stuff. And he never did it. So there's the neglect and blah, blah, blah. But the fact that they sentenced him, sentenced him to 110 years, the truckers, uh, you know, the truckers that, you know, right now don't mess with them. Because they're the ones that are keeping America running on the heartbeat that it's running. But they basically looked at Colorado and said, uh, no, this isn't going to happen. And they basically blocked off all of the off ramps on all of the highways getting in and out of Colorado. And they also yeah. stopped delivering into Colorado. And if you watch some of the reports on this, there are uh, you know, videos of places like Walmart's grocery store area and other grocery stores where there's no food. So the truckers who are protesting this 110 years, which I think really is, is way, way too much of a punishment. I mean, you know, uh, maybe a couple of years for, you know, neglect for not doing what, 
but 110 years is too much. But the truckers have basically spoke up and said no, and they have crippled the state of Colorado. Well, the kid was 23 years old. Yeah. He couldn't have had much trucking experience. And and we, we got to have them because Biden's blowed the rest of the truckers away. Right. But the thing is, you don't see this on TV. No, they're not talking about that on TV much at all um, because, you know, it's a very powerful thing of what the truckers were able to do. And there's truckers now that are saying, you know what, I'm not going to go into Colorado again until uh, this is all taken. That's why I have a feeling that today or tomorrow we will probably see the, the governor of Colorado come in and commune the sentence. Uh, and be like, oops, <laughs> you know, and fix that. Because Colorado just, it was like Thursday or Friday um, that all this happened. And it yeah. has crippled the state in just that amount of time. Uh, just because the truckers stepped up there. So, you know, it's another power and example of the, the power of the American people. Yeah. I'm just wondering if that one was one of George Soros' uh, prosecuting attorneys that done that. You know, it could be. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, it does show the, the power of the American people. And, and the thing is, and I'll let you go real quick, that, that, that's the reason why the cargo isn't being moved out of California. Because if your truck's more than three years old, you can't register it. Yeah. And 1.9 million truckers are independent truckers. Mm-hmm. And they're, they pull out of there. Yeah, because they don't, don't want to deal with it. Yep, yeah. you're right. Well, Absolutely. God Thanks, Tom. God bless on the census and pray for the first lady. Absolutely. Merry Thanks, Christmas. bud. We do appreciate it. Have a Merry Christmas to you, too. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize, too, when it comes to the truckers is the fact that they are under so much re- regulation. I mean, there's so much regulation now. Um, and, you know, things are now computerized, so they can't really cheat on it anymore. Uh, and, and it's making it really tough for them. And, of course... Joe Biden last week, he came out and he's like, oh, we're going to do all this initiative to get more truckers and we're going to we're going to lower the age down to 18. This trucker in Colorado, uh, like Tom said, he was like 23. I think he was like 22 when the whole thing happened. Pretty young for driving a truck. You know, not a lot of experience there. Can you imagine what would happen with 18 year olds? And now after a case like this, do you think an 18 year old is going to want to take that risk? Probably not. 233-9988. That's the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Morning, Brian. Good morning. Um, yeah, I was noticing that truck driver thing too, and me and my my wife got to an argument about it. And she's like, "Well, what if what if it was your daughter that he killed?" I said, "It doesn't matter. The man does not deserve 110 years. Yeah, especially at his age. Even if he was drunk, people make mistakes. I don't believe you deserve 110 years. I have a friend of mine that when we were in our 20s, our very early 20s." He had three people in his car. He was drinking and driving. He crashed into a pole in Tampa and killed all three people in his car. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He got 17 years in prison. Mm-hmm. Did 17 years. Came out, got married, has a kid now, started his own business, and has never been in trouble again. Yeah. Everybody deserves a second chance. And yeah, see, it was and something like that, too. That he killed were my friends. Right. I still believe he deserved a second chance. 110 years? Bro, that's, that's too much. Ridiculous. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's one thing when, you know, it's, it's a drunk driving case because obviously uh, you did something wrong. This is a kid. I mean, he's a kid, 22, 23 years old, you know, with very little life experience. With his truck. Yeah, it was a malfunction with the truck. And granted, they, you know, they did show the evidence that there was all these areas that he could have turned off into. Uh, there was the the, the brake ramps that he could have gone. manslaughter. That's the standard right. in Florida. 15 right. years, vehicular manslaughter. Right. And, and even still, even with that, I, I think 15 years would have been too much because... I mean, I it was too, but, it was a lack of experience like I, and all this other stuff in this, and and I think they went overboard. Right. Like I said, my friend did fifteen years, and he was in his twenties. Man, he didn't have no jobs before that. He didn't have no education. He didn't have anything mm-hmm. that could have destroyed his life very easily, and he could have came out and been a career criminal after that. Yeah, but You're he right. didn't. He changed his life around. He, he, you know, he started a business. He had a child. He's doing very well. Yeah, it, so, it doesn't take much to, to change your life around a little bit on that as well. You know, and if they would have gave him 15 years, nobody would be out here protesting. Nobody would be saying anything because nope. it's, a, it's, it's a standard sentence when you kill somebody driving, whether, whether it was an accident or not. Normally, they will give you, if they prove that there was negligence, it's like a 15-year sentence. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, just, it's a disgrace of what they did. Like the guy before you said, it must be a George Soros thing. They're trying to prove a point, but I don't know what point they're trying to prove. Yeah, it's not a very good point, without a doubt on that. Uh, and hopefully the uh, the governor of the state of Colorado, uh, just for the Colorado people's sake, uh, will step in and intervene on this and be like, mm, yeah, let's uh, let's know on that one. Uh, because yeah. you know, I wish we were all like these truckers and could stand together and do what they're doing right now uh-huh. at Colorado. Because this country would be in a lot better place if all of us citizens could stand together and do the same thing. Well, not to Just mention, saying. you know, think about what the truckers could do to Washington, D.C. They could shut that city oh, exactly. down. exactly. Choke it up really good. Hey, let's go, Brandon. Absolutely. Let's go, Brandon. Thanks for the call, bud. Do appreciate it. Hang on. We got to take a break. Fox News coming up just a bit. This is the Brian Rush Show on News Talk at 101. Good morning. Feeling a little thirsty? Nothing quenches it better than an ice-cold bottle of liberal tears from the Brian Rush Show Bottled Water Company. Now, let's get those tears running on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for listening. So we're talking about the um, the court decision uh, to, uh, to basically reinstate the COVID mandate for businesses of 100 employees or more. This is a, it got overrided by the sixth circuit court. And now by January 4th, those businesses that do not have all of their employees either vaccinated or uh, get their, uh, their medical or religious exemptions. are going to face some serious fines and daily fines at that. Uh, it's not what a, a one-time fine thing. So it's going to be something that's going to be very costly uh, when it comes to small businesses uh, around the country. 
if they have to deal with this. Now, the other options uh, that companies have is to let those employees go. So if you're not a vaccinated employee or one that's got a religious or uh, medical exemption, the only viable option that an employee has or employer has got now is to put that employee on an unpaid leave. This is going to do some dangerous uh, damage to our uh, economy. And as we've already seen what happened with the lockdowns that we went through already under the Biden administration and before, it's very dangerous to our economy. We can't allow this to happen. And of course, it does look like now this, this entire thing is going to head towards uh, the Supreme Court, uh, which, again, we've only got a couple of weeks until this is done. So the question is, do you go get your vaccine? Do you go get your exemption? Do you do whatever you got to do uh, to build up until that point? So right now, I know there's a lot of people out there that are concerned, not sure what to do. I know I have employees of my own that have come to me and said, hey, uh, what's going on with this thing? I mean, do I need to start looking for another job? And the problem is the only place you're going to look for another job is a small business. And you may not be able to get the benefits, uh, the same pay the same number of hours, which is going to hurt those employees. And then how many of those jobs are going to run out and how fast are they going to run out? This is another disastrous Joe Biden plan. 233-9988 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Good morning again, Brian. Good morning. So there's got to be a loophole for these companies to be able to get around that, just like there are tax loopholes and things like that. Like my company that I work for, we have 100 employees, but mm -hmm. we're split up into different aspects of the company. You've right. got the mechanical side. You've got the rental side. So can't companies with 100 employees or more just kind of split up their company into different divisions you know or what? different aspects? That is the same question that I have. Now, the company that I work for in a full-time um you know, outside of here, the one that really pays me money, um, it allows me to do this show. Um, we have over 500 employees uh, in uh, four or five different states. And our company um, is divided up into three different divisions just like that. You know, we have a, a construction division, a division that handles properties, and then we have uh, the operations uh, division of the company. And unfortunately, um, and, and I talked to our HR guy about this, the director of our HR, and he's been like more meetings with lawyers about it than you even want to get into the conversation about. And there's nothing that they can do. You know, there's absolutely nothing that they can do. There's no loopholes. There's no, there's no way around it. Um, you know, there was one guy that I did read. What he did was he had, um, uh, I want to say he had like 200 employees or 150 employees or something in his company. It was like a, a, a manufacturing company. And what he ended up doing was um, he fired, I want to say it was like 75 employees or something along that lines, and then rehired them under a logistics company. So basically what he did is he, he kept uh, X number of people that were in the, the, uh, the manufacturing portion and then everybody that did logistics. another part of his company, a different logistics company, yeah. come well, in and hire them through them. Yeah. Uh, and That's it's a, perfect. two different companies. Which, I mean, that, that creates all kinds of headaches, which, honestly, no business person should have to, to result to dividing right. his does, business into two I businesses. I think if everybody was to create a loophole and everybody was to go with this loophole, it'd be cheaper in the long run. I mean, you uh, just maybe. have to look at the long run. Like, my company didn't want to spend $300 on a tool to drain water heaters. 
because they said they, you know, they can't, they don't want to have right. to make that cost on every truck. I'm like, yeah. but it saves me over an hour per water heater. It pays for itself. Right. Well, you know, as, I mean, as an example of that, long run. as an example for that, like the company that I do work for, uh, like I said, we're, we're divided into three different divisions. Uh, and then we have like 25 different locations. And out of those locations, like 19 of them are all under a separate doing business as. Uh, so they're, they're kind of a separate entity, uh, but they're putting them mm -hmm. all into one. Be and this was a plan that was way before all this mandate came about. Uh, but they're putting them all into one because, you know, when you look at it, there's 19 different, um, you know, insurance things, 19 different this, 19 different that, 19 yeah. different. So it was cheaper for them to bring it all into one. Unfortunately, what that has now done was really seriously put us into that that bind of, oh, God, now we've got 500 employees under one company name uh, and not the umbrella. Um, so that kind of screws us uh, in that aspect. But, um, you know, it shouldn't a business shouldn't have to do that. And I think what we need to do is we need to do what Australia is doing and and buck up and tell the government no. Uh, you know, and, and unfortunately, there's a lot of businesses right now that are scared because, you know, like the example I gave, you know, five employees, you know, just five. And within in 25 days worth of time, that's one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars worth of fines. If the company is only fined a thousand dollars per person per day, um, you know, and, and you're you're if you're a small business, Australia, you can't afford that. Australia is really going to show the rest of the world what it's like to stand up. Yeah, because a lot of I don't know if everybody knows, but Australia was a penal colony. It started out yep. as a prison island yep. for England. Yep, that's what we're talking so about. A they while know ago. what it's like to just be prisoners and just you know what I mean. They know their history. Yep. You think they want to go through that again and just become an island that's segregated from everybody else and just become a prison island? Yeah, they Hell don't know. Australians yeah. are tough. Yeah, that they are. And, uh, you know, like I was saying with one of the other callers earlier is that, you know, um, if we see Australia doing that, and Australia is not a well-armed society, uh, imagine nope. what will happen in America if the American people finally say enough is enough, we've had it with this, uh, it could get messy. And I, and I think even the Democrats are, are knowledgeable of that and maybe a little afraid that that might happen. But, you know, we're going to see what happens and to Joe I've Biden seen, tomorrow, too. I've seen a, a, a meme on Facebook that I posted the other day. Somebody spray painted on an overpass. It says you can't comply your way out of tyranny. Yeah, and it's true. It's, it's very true. And if everybody don't wake up to what's going on right now, I mean, look at, look at Germany, Nazi Germany, when they started burning books. How could everybody think that was a good idea? Yeah. Let's just burn all of our books and destroy history and destroy knowledge, and let's just listen to what they tell us. Right, and if, on, you, if, you, if you really pay attention to what's going on here in the U.S., we're not burning books, but we are banning them. We're banning them. You know, there's a lot of things that we have done that a lot of dictatorial uh, countries and a lot of communist socialist countries have done to its people. We're just doing it in a less violent kind of way, uh, and it's happening you know, under the guise of, oh, it's for the best for the people or, oh, we're doing it for the children and people fall into it. You know, it's not like we have a big pile of books in the town. Stupidity yeah. And making us believe that whatever wrong is right and what's right is wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's straight out the Bible. It's yeah. straight out George Orwell and like it's revelations. It's, it's here. Yeah. It really is wake here. Up, people. Yeah. They got to wake up and, you know, let's go Brandon on that one. And, uh, Let's you, go, Brandon. Yeah, and hopefully tomorrow he's not going to come out on his uh, his speech 
uh, and give us a bunch of BS because it's probably going to push a lot of people over the edge. And, you know, it's time for us to get over this. But, uh, hey, man, know. I'm going to be playing golf at Sunny Hills on uh, next Friday, man. If you want to come out there Friday morning, I'll get you your coffee, your little fruit for <laughs> Get my fruit for coffee. Golf. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Friday morning I got to work, so we'll see. And I'm going on vacation the week after that, so they may not let me take Friday off to go play golf. I did yesterday. Um, but, I am regardless. <laughs> that's the spirit. But yeah, we we can get together one day and do some golf and uh, drink some foo foo coffee. That works. That's it. Let's <laughs> All right, go, man. Brandon Let's and, go, Brandon. Uh, God bless America. Absolutely, bud. Thanks for the call. I do appreciate it. Uh, so tomorrow, uh, President Biden is due to uh, deliver a stark warning, as they are saying. To the unvaccinated. And I can't wait for this because you know it's going to be one of his other angry rants. Just like the, uh, you know, if it was your children, you can't talk to children. I'm going to yell at you. And he'll start pointing at the uh, the lectern. I'm just going to give some advice out to the, the PR people and the puppet masters. Don't. That would be a bad thing. As a matter of fact, what Joe Biden needs to do when he needs to come out. And yes, he needs to address the people. But he also needs to stomp with the fear-mongering that he's doing. Because, and I say this all the time, and I know I started off the show with it too, about how, you know, the positive attitude goes a long way. But that's not the way the Democrats run. They, ha- they have got to make sure that they scare the hell out of the people so that way they can have control over them. Because if they don't have the control, then they've got nothing. But uh, we're preparing for this speech tomorrow. Uh, where he's going to address the unvaccinated, not address the American people, not the American people as a whole and say, hey, uh, you know, here's what's going on. Hey, this is what we should do. No, he is targeting the unvaccinated. So, you know, there's going to be that moment of you're the problem. You're the unvaccinated. You're going to kill America. You know, that's coming. It won't be a good speech. I can tell you that. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a a get vaccinated, get get your booster shots and prepare for a grim winter ahead. Because he already said this uh, last week about how because of the unvaccinated, it's going to be a deadly winter. Yeah, because the uh, the new uh, new variant of uh, of uh, the coronavirus is mild symptoms. It's not like the original version. We're getting milder and milder on this. But this winter, it's going to be a deadly winter for all of you unvaccinated. Get your vaccine now. You can hear it now. I mean, he's going to get all red in the face and he'll probably fart while he's up there too because he's just so angry. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It's kind of one of those when you get so... But anyhow, the uh, White House press secretary, uh, Circle Back Saki, on Saturday, she previewed the pre-Christmas speech. Uh, and she did this on Twitter, noting that a stark warning for the unvaccinated Americans is coming. Oh, well, bah humbug to you, Mr. Scrooge. What of another perfect time? And have you noticed how all of this is happening right before Christmas? And then we have the court that says, oh, no, uh, you got to get your vaccination and everything by January 4th. Otherwise, you're going to be out of work. Oh, this if you don't get vaccinated, it's going to be a, a deadly winter. We're all going to die from the mild variant of the vaccine or the virus. But she said that the president will announce new steps his administration is taking to help communities in need of assistance. The additional actions build on the government's winter plan that includes increased testing and encouraging booster shots for adults. 
We are prepared for the rising case in levels, the case levels. And again, remember, this is something I, I say it all the time because nobody else in the government or the media will say it. Cases do not equal people. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. That is one of the things you don't hear from the government. You don't hear them say that we had uh, 100 and something people tested positive today. No, it's cases, they say, because the cases are a much bigger number than the number of people that are affected by this. It's a lot scarier. Got to use the scary numbers. Don't use the other ones. But one of the things that she didn't preview was anything like, hey, uh, the, the monocolo or mon, mon, what is it? How do you say that thing? I don't even, the monocolo, mon, you know what I'm talking about. That thing, that treatment that we've been doing here in Florida. You don't hear them previewing that and saying, Hey, let's go down these roads of early treatment. Instead, everything is vaccinated. Got to get vaccinated. If you don't get vaccinated, uh, you're going to be in trouble. And of course, Biden had said that for unvaccinated, we're looking at a winter of severe illness and death. If you're unvaccinated. For themselves, their family, and the hospitals, they'll soon overwhelm. <laughs> this guy, he's a piece of work over here. This Joey, this Joey Biden over here. This guy's unreal. And of course, Governor DeSantis yesterday in Fox News, uh, he was on with uh, Maria Bartirola. And he said that uh, I would say that if you look at what's happening in the North in some of these states, they have record COVID hospitalizations. And that is being driven by the Delta variant. And so, yes, we're seeing the uh, Aramacron in Florida and really all throughout the country. Fortunately, the Aramacron is not shown to produce the same level of hospitalizations as the Delta variant. And now we will see that it, see if that changes by the number of South Africa. And he, uh, he basically went on to say that uh, the people here in Florida are going to be able to live their life. We're not going to close down businesses. We're not going to ruin their businesses. And we will not let anyone close their schools. And, of course, Ron DeSantis is going to get slammed from the left in the mainstream media hard on that. Because he doesn't care about the people and he just wants them all to die. Yeah, because that's, what, that's exactly what's happening here in Florida. I mean, open your eyes and pay attention to it, mainstream media and the left. Just pay attention. But if it's not scary and fearful, then it's just not going to work. Hey, with the winter coming around, which, you know, it, it's it's almost not really all that wintry right now. We're not too worried about the cold weather because we're all got our air conditioning on just days before Christmas. But if you're getting those high utility bills and you're finding hot and cold spots in your home, it might be because you have an insulation problem. What you need to do is call my friends over at Koala Installation of Panama City, Rhonda and Jeff Woodward. They are natives of Florida. They're, they've been around here since 1975. It's a veteran-owned and operated company. And they got a great deal for my listeners. Call them now at 
2838. Call them and get your free attic analysis, which is an inspection of your attic. The koala will go in and they will check the depth of your insulation. They'll check the ventilation to make sure it's all set. And they're going to do this. Are you ready? At no charge. So go on over there and call them now. 850-757-2838 for koala insulation of Panama City. They've also got an incredible special on insulation if you do need it. You got to call them and ask them about it. It's an awesome deal. And it's only for you listening to this show. Give them a call. Koala Insulation, 850-757-2838. Give them a call. Have that free attic analysis where they will check that insulation for you. That way you can get rid of those high utility bills and the hot and cold spots in your home. Hang on. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Rush Show. You're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Russ Show is on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for listening. All right, so after the top of the hour, we got to go over this. President Biden, for some godforsaken reason, I don't know why they did this, but they did it. On Saturday, he announced the list of his 2021 accomplishments. Oh, you're going to love this. You're going to love it. We'll go over that <laughs> coming up after the news break uh, at the top of the hour. In the meantime, 233 It's the number. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, Tom. Tom again. How are you? Um, now, I've got a, an issue locally here. I spoke to you on the radio before about it. Mm-hmm. But over at Gulf Coast uh, Community College, uh, they're selling our paramedics and firefighters out. Because you can go enroll at Gulf Coast Community College. All you people out there in the field listen, you can call you congressman or senators. You can get a grant for anything from cooking to doing nothing to drawing pictures. Yeah. But our our life our lifesavers, our paramedics, and our firefighters have no financial assistance. Yeah, we did talk about that before, and I, and I I I heard that there was something, but I'm not sure what it was. But I don't think it was involved with the school. It was. Something else, I think that the governor may have been working on or something. But yeah, that well, that, that uh, needs to be. They say that since the reason that they don't get financial assistance is they don't get a degree; they get a diploma. Why should they make a damn what it is? They're yeah. saving our lives. They're not cooking and, and drawing pictures. That's right. You know, I mean, I think that anybody that wants to actually get into the the law enforcement or firefighters or not- you know EMT. Uh, we should assist anybody that wants to get involved in that because I mean, right now that is a that's a high demand job, especially law enforcement. Uh, and it's not one that's uh, that's getting much in the way of, uh, of support from a lot of people. So you're right. That is something that needs to be looked into. And, you know, I'll have to talk with a couple of people about that and see if we can find some stuff. Hey, Tom, we're up against our uh, break at the top of the hour. We'll be back and we'll cover Joe Biden's accomplishments. Pop the popcorn and get ready for this one. Sometimes the only way to stop him from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials. But don't worry. He'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of The Brian Rush Show is next on News Talk at 101. WYOO Springfield. Serving Lynn Haven, Mexico Beach, and Northwest Florida. This is News Talk at 101. Panama City's information station. Now. Ladies and gentlemen. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch. And doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. 
All right, welcome back to hour number three of the show. All right, I said that we're going to go over Joe Biden's accomplishments that he released for 2021. Don't worry, uh, you're not going to have to set aside a lot of time for this. We should be able to get through this relatively quickly. Are you ready? Did you get the popcorn ready by the chance? Because uh, you're going to need it for this level of entertainment. On Saturday, Joe Biden announced uh, his list, a list of 2021 accomplishments. And of course, this all amid, keep in mind, the 40-year high inflation, the southern border, the crisis, uh, the supply chain, Americans stranded in Afghanistan, which he didn't have to worry about because, you know, volunteers took care of that the day before. Went in there and got 39 of them out. Two people, by the way. It wasn't like, you know, a brigade. It was... Two people just went in there, got him out. The first thing on the list, are you ready? Biden uh, first touted the vaccine distribution that he did. Through the 2020 Biden campaign, of course, uh, he cast doubt on President Trump's vaccination development program, Operation Warp Speed, and he criticized it a lot. And Biden named his top success in 2021 as fully vaccinating 71 million Americans. Of course, Biden highlighted the fact that in December of 2020, only 1% of Americans had been jabbed. At the start of the year, just one third of the adults were eager to get vaccinated. And today, 85% of the adults have had their first shot, according to the White House. And of course, he doesn't want to talk about the fact that it was President Biden or President Trump that got the program going. It was him that did it. If it wasn't for the fact that, that Donald Trump had got that program started way in advance, we would probably just be getting, maybe, possibly, just be getting a vaccine. But this is one of Biden's accomplishments, is taking credit for something that he criticized Donald Trump on. The second thing that uh, Joe Biden is, uh, is praising himself and the administration for his list of accomplishments is that his administration uh, for opening up 99% of the schools and noting that he assumed office with only 46% of schools open. Of course, Biden's announcement didn't include Friday's news that many schools closed their classrooms uh, early before Christmas break due to the Ramakan variant. Nor did he also include that the schools in many school districts around the nation are still wearing masks despite Biden's promise in 2020 to shut down the virus. But hey, Joe Biden, he was able to get 99% of the schools open. Thank God for Joe Biden. Whew. Number three on his list of accomplishments. So far, we're doing pretty good, aren't we, Joe? The third thing that he touted was his, and I'm having a hard time saying this with a straight face. I, I, I can't believe that he actually is claiming this as a success. But his economic success. I know you probably just spit your coffee out on that one because you're, you're trying to realize what the hell he's talking about. The average number of Americans filing for unemployment over the last four weeks is at its lowest level since 1969, according to the White House. When POTUS took office, over 18 million were receiving unemployment benefits. Today, only 2 million are. And of course, when he took office, we had to shut the world down. So there was a lot of people that were re receiving the unemployment benefits. And that was not because there was no jobs. It was because the government forced the jobs to close down. 
And of course, one of the other things that they don't take into consideration is that since the shutdown and the subsequent restart, there is a lot of people that have actually left the workforce. And when you leave the workforce, you are no longer considered unemployed. Even though you don't have a job, statistically and through the numbers that they, they count, you no longer count. So if you have 4 million people that get off of the rolls and are no longer in the job or the workforce, then you don't have 6 million people unemployed. You've got the 2 million because only 2 million are still looking for jobs and actively looking and still filing for unemployment. So they're kind of false numbers. And though he did cite his unemployment numbers as historically low, they are worse than the pre-pandemic levels in February of last year. This according to the Bureau of Labor and Statistics from December 3rd, the unemployment rate dropped uh, 0.4% in November. And the number of those unemployed fell by 542,000 to 600 or 6.9 million. And of course, there's a lot of ways of looking at the numbers. The way he's looking at them, he's flubbing a lot of them. And now I know you're thinking, how many more things do we have on this list of accomplishments? Because uh, I know that with President Trump in his first year, we'd probably have to dedicate the hour to these accomplishments in the first, uh, first year. But don't worry about it. We're on his last one. Yeah, only four lists. Four on the list of his accomplishments for 2021. And Biden's last thing that he's able to claim is that he has cut child poverty in half due to the enhanced child tax credits. And the White House said because of the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan and the, eco- the historic economic recovery, <laughs> we've recovered, uh, child poverty was cut in half. Of course, Biden, however, did not note that one of his major priorities, extending the, t- uh, the tax child credit, was nixed by Joe Manchin this week when he failed to extend the, uh, you know, the rescue plan and, and didn't want to vote for it. So there you go. There is Joe Biden's list of his 2021 accomplishments. He's fixed the economy. He's taken care of uh, child poverty. Um, he got all the schools back open that closed after he opened them. And that uh, he got the vaccine distribution. It is... Such a sad list, they shouldn't have even brought it up to begin with. But they did. I can't wait to see what uh, what his list of accomplishments are going to be uh, for later on this year. And, of course, one of the things that everybody's talking about today is Joe Manchin and the fact that he has single-handedly canceled out the Build Back Better bill. And, of course, this has got Democrats all up in arms, and they're furious about it. But the White House, uh, they've issued their statement about Senator Joe Manchin uh, yesterday after the senator said he would not vote for the Build Back Better bill. And all it really takes is the one. And Kristen Sinema, I think, is going to be the other one that's not going to do it. And in a, uh, a statement released on Sunday uh, from uh, Circleback Saki, she said that if his comments on Fox and, and written statements indicate an end to the effort, They represent a sudden and inexplainable reversal in his position and a breach of his commitments to the president and the senator's colleagues in the House and Senate. This is according to White House Press Secretary Circleback Saki. And of course, this is after uh, Sunday when uh, Manchin appeared on Fox News and announced his final position. 
Democrats are trying to pass the bill using a budget reconciliation, which requires every Senate Democrat to support the measure in order for it to pass. And he's got one that's a definite no and another one that is a possible no. And he said, I cannot vote to continue with this piece of legislation. I just can't. And then Saki said Manchin had committed to an, an earlier $1.75 trillion Build Back Better framework after having breakfast with Biden at his home in October and also offered Biden a proposed outline just Tuesday. And while the framework was missing key priorities, we believe it led to a compromise acceptable to all, Circle Back Saki said. She tried to shug off Manchin's uh, concerns about inflation, suggesting that the government handouts to American families would help ease the inflammatory burden on the economy. I mean, the other thing that would, too, was, you know, getting people back to work. So people actually made a paycheck and didn't have to rely on the government at a government handout uh, to be able to survive this through all of this. And she said that if someone is concerned about the impact of the higher prices and having families, uh, this bill gives them a break. But it's not a break that the American families need, circle back. We need to be able to survive beyond that on our own. We don't need government handouts. And that's a danger. And in all this the bill is going to do is hurt the economy. And they won't pay attention to that. And of course, the attackers have come out, including the squad. Elon Omar, she said on MSNBC on Sunday that Joe Manchin's excuses of inflation and concern over the continuing pandemic are complete BS. After Manchin announced that he would not vote for President Biden's Build Back Better Act. On Fox News on Sunday, he said that uh, you have the debt we're carrying, $29 trillion. You, has, you also have geopolitical unrest that we have. You have COVID. You have the COVID variant. And uh, that is wreaking havoc again. People are concerned. And I mean, I'm with my family. I know everyone is concerned. So when you, uh, when you have these things coming at you the way they are right now, I always said, I can't go home and explain to the, the people of Virginia, I can't vote for it. And Omar said, I mean, we all knew that Senator Manchin couldn't be trusted. <laughs> okay. The excuses he made, I think, are complete BS. It is really disheartening to hear him say that he has been trying to get there for the people of West Virginia because that's a complete lie. The people of West Virginia would be greatly benefited from their families having access to long-term elderly care and care for, for folks with disabilities. They would benefit from the expansion of the child tax credits. They would benefit from having access to pre-K. And there are just so many things that you know the people of West Virginia desperately need. And we know that he's not working on behalf of their interest. And I'm really upset and completely disappointed and disgusted by his reasonings. Of course, his reasonings are also being backed up by a lot of economics that are showing that this doesn't work. And we're all seeing the stuff that's being put into this Build Back Better bill, and it's not good stuff. And this is why the people are saying, no, we don't want it. But people in the squad, they don't listen. Anna Presley of Massachusetts, the other squad member, she says that uh, Manchin has contempt for the American people. She said this on CNN State of the Union uh, that he had contempt for the American people after Manchin announced that he would vote for he would not vote for the uh, the Build Back Better Act. She said he's never negotiated in good faith and uh, and obstructing the president's agenda, eighty five percent of which is still left on the table. 
in obstructing the president's agenda. He's obstructing the people's agenda. Um, what people's? Most of us don't want this. Every poll that you read says that the majority of Americans do not want this thing, and you're still trying to cram it down our throats. And she said, I was listening to his interview earlier today, the one he did on Fox, and he said it's a mammoth bill. You're right. It's a mammoth bill to address mammoth hurt to low cost of elderly care, child care, prescription drugs, the child tax credit, which is critical in combating child poverty. And of course, so is in getting people jobs. And she said, I believe it's the seventh in the country when it comes to child poverty in West Virginia. So by not advancing the Build Back Better Act, better act not only do we fail to meet the needs of the American people, they're mammoth hurt in this pandemic and pandemic-induced recession. Not only that, but we're going to put this put his district in his state, 50,000 more children at risk of going back into poverty by not advancing the Build Back Better Act because the child uh, tax credit is in that and expired Friday. Well, here's an idea, Anna. Why don't you propose a separate bill? The separate bill is just the child tax credit. I bet you anything he'd vote for it. Do it in a separate bill. Not this mammoth bill that is going to be destructive for everything. But she wrapped up her statement by saying, all I want for Christmas is a senator that has compassion for the American people and not contempt. But what the Democrats aren't even realizing is that the actions that Joe Manchin is doing is probably going to save the Democrat Party from complete and utter destruction. Because if this Build Back Better plan was to go through, it will destroy America. And it will be the Democrats' fault. And of course, Bernie Sanders, he's also going to chime in on this too. Sunday, he was on CNN State of the Union. And he said that Joe Manchin doesn't have the guts to stand up to special interest. Really? I think the special interest that he's standing up to is the American people. Sanders said that we have a lot of explaining to do to the people of West Virginia to tell him he doesn't have the guts to take on the drug companies to lower the cost of prescription drugs. What does that have to do with the Build Back Better Act? And he said why he is not prepared to expand home health care. West Virginia is one of the poorest states in the country. Elderly people and disabled people who like to stay at home, are forced into nursing homes. He has to tell people of West Virginia why he doesn't want to expand Medicare to cover dental, hearing, and eyeglasses. And he added that I hope to have at least 50 Democrats on board who have the guts to stand up for the working families and take on the lobbyists and the powerful special interests. No Republicans, not one Republican in the United States Senate, or the House for that matter, is prepared to stand up to the drug companies or the insurance companies or wealthy I hope to have 50 Democrats. If, if that's the case, then I hope we'll bring the, the, the bill home strong and the Senate so we can let Mr. Manchin explain to the people of West Virginia why he doesn't have the guts to stand up. Now, the funny thing about that is they don't have 50 Democrats, period. There's actually only something like 47 or 48, something like that, Democrats in the Senate because there's a couple of independents. There's actually more Republicans. So without him, I don't know where you're going to get the 50, 50 Democrats. They're just, they don't exist. They don't exist at all. And one of the other things that Sanders said is that we have to force Manchin to vote. 
So we're going to get that way now? That when we don't get our way, we're going to force another senator to vote? Um, okay. And what if he doesn't? What, is he going to disappear into the gulag someplace? How does that one work? The Build Back Better plan, it's dead. Let's move on. And let's actually take some of the good things out of it and pass those as independent bills on their own instead of this mammoth bill. They won't do it. Instead, they're just going to complain. Hang on, we got to be right back. Got to take a break. This is the Brian Rush Show on News Talk at 101. Good morning. Triggering the crazy left is his specialty. The Brian Rush Show on News Talk at 101 is back. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for listening. So something that has been talked about a lot here in the state of Florida, and I know that there's a lot of people that are wanting this. And of course, it'll it'll mess with the left a little bit, but that's okay. But there's a report out from the uh, Florida, the South Florida Sun Sentinel. She's now suggesting that Florida may be on track to become the 22nd constitutional carry state. Now, this is one of those things that, uh, that we've talked about often. And constitutional carry uh, is a priority uh, of the Republican-led Florida legislator. Uh, this, according to the Centennial, uh, in their report. Uh, Representative Anthony Sabatini has already introduced legislation to do away with the concealed carry permit requirement for Floridians. Open carry without a permit will also be legalized by Sabatini's bill. Of course, moreover, on this one, uh, Governor DeSantis has already made it clear he will sign constitutional carry legislation should it reach his desk. Florida guns rights uh, Matt Collins posted a video online asking DeSantis, if constitutional carry made it to your desk, would you sign it? And DeSantis responded with, of course. There are currently 21 constitutional carry states in the U.S., and those states include uh, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Idaho, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Maine, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, New Hampshire, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, West Virginia, and Wyoming. So if this new bill that is being put forward by uh, Representative Anthony uh, Sabatini uh, does go through, the governor said he would sign it, which will make Florida the 22nd state uh, to have the constitutional carry, which means we don't have to deal with uh, the, uh, the, um, the concealed carry permits. It would also open up for uh, open carry as well. Now, the only thing that I hope with that is that people don't go stupid with it. Because you sometimes do see that, that people be like, because what was it? Texas, when they they finally did it a few years ago. You remember the kids that decided they were going to walk around with like their AR-15s and, and AK-47s? Like, it, that's stupid, dude. You got to be a little bit on the responsible side. Even though uh, you can, some things you just probably shouldn't. But uh, I totally support it. You know, if, if that's going to be the case, uh, I'm all for it. So uh, let's definitely go ahead and do that. And, of course, the other uh, big talk now is uh, the speech that's going to be happening tomorrow with, uh, with Joe Biden. I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. I just can't wait. Can you tell by the enthusiasm in my voice on that one? We're going to see what he's going to have to say. Apparently, he's going to come out with all the, uh, the new mandates and everything else that will uh, be uh, coming about 
and, and his actions the administration is going to take when it comes to uh, knocking out coronavirus. As long as he doesn't give us some deadline of a couple of weeks, we'll be good. So if you are living with some uh, awful joint pain, you need to stop living with that joint pain and don't let people tell you that surgery is the only option. The new year is coming right around. It could be a new you and QC Kinetics is here and our listeners are loving the amazing non-surgical solution for joint pain. QC Kinetics, by the way, is the leader in biologic therapies. It's regenerative solutions that can repair and restore damaged tissue in your joints with no drugs, no surgery, no downtime. If you got knee pain, back pain, or shoulder pain, or pain in your hips, it's time to get rid of it for the new year. Give the folks at QC Kinetics a call. 850-270-3939. 850-270-3939. And don't let people tell you surgery and the old treatment's the only way to do it. QC Kinetics can help you out. Give them a call. 850-270-3939. Hang on. we got to take a break for Fox News. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show on News Talk at 101. Good morning. Feeling a little thirsty? Nothing quenches it better than an ice-cold bottle of liberal tears from the Brian Rush Show Bottled Water Company. Now, let's get those tears running on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for listening. 233-9988, that is the phone number. You can get on the show this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Hey, Brian. Hey, April. How are you this morning? Um, so I turned on the radio and you're talking about the burn with his his uh, <laughs> desire to have everything that your life requires covered by everyone. Right. Because that's, you know, that's how um, we should have it, right? First of all, they the government confiscated our money without our permission. They made a promise to us and that promise needs to be covered regardless. Mm-hmm. If it's Social Security or Medicare... They took our money. We could have used that money ourselves to invest it more wisely. We all knew all our lives that we were going to need money for various things as we grew older and aged. But because this promise was made, people neglected to provide for their own um, life security. That's one thing. So that's why Jeff and I never, you know, we pay for our own prescription drugs. We pay for our own dental. We pay for our own eye care the rest of it is covered by Medicare because they made the promise and they took our money. The same thing with social security, but do you know what the genesis of uh, social security is, how it started? Have you ever heard that story? I have. Yeah. The, the, the story that I heard years ago and Rush Limbaugh told it was way back when some German czar wanted the favor of his people. So he told them, that if you work until the age of uh, 50 or something, knowing full well that life expectancy back then was like 52, uh, we will take care of you for the rest of your life. FDR came on board, and he needed something to ensure his reelection. And he modified this into Social Security. If you work until age 60, knowing full well that people didn't live but to about 62 if that, if they even made it that far, that we will take care of you for the rest of your life. Well, then it just exploded into everything we have today, that we're going to be there to take care of you, the socialistic uh, viewpoint. And my dad, who was basically a socialist in his late years, was all into that. He he was a Democrat all his life and and just kind of slid into socialism in his later life. But um, 
you know, when you when you look at how this started and why it started, it wasn't because they cared. It was because they were looking just plain for votes. Yeah. And at the same time, they made everybody reliant on the government. It was FDR who really started the socialistic movement in this country. And it, it got a slow start, but it expanded. And now we've got these these clowns that want to destroy our um, our, our constitutional republic. It is not a democracy. It is a constitutional republic. Right. So Bernie can take a hike. And yeah. I, I'm just every day I'm more concerned. Are we going to make it to 22? Because they're just, they're going at breakneck speed now to destroy us. They know they're done. Yeah, they really are. But you know what? Um, you know, we were talking about this earlier. I don't know if you heard it. We were talking about Australia. Uh, with the fact that the uh, the people of Australia are starting to uprise against the government because of all of the the stuff that they're doing w- to them with the the lockdowns, I I think that, and I, I hate to, to even think this or you know have that thought in my head, but I think if it gets to a certain point, I think the American people will probably stop what it is that's going on, and, and not in a way that we want to you know really talk about, but. You know, I, I think that's a very strong possibility because there are enough Americans that 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 are awake to seeing what's going on, and this might turn ugly. You know, if if they don't straighten some stuff out. Well, do you see the article on Gateway Pundit about uh, the retired woke generals? Yeah, who are saying that twenty four there's post twenty four there's going to be um, a civil war. And they're they're dividing the military now, and everybody's going to take their side here, and and uh, they're going to they're blaming us. Well, it's funny that that Trump and Bill O'Reilly are having um, little book tour rallies, basically. Did you see and the one in Houston? Thousands and thousands of people yeah. are showing up for these things. But when when the regime goes out, it doesn't matter which part of the regime. They get six people, and they're all media. Yeah. So let's just talk about how the riot's going to go, how how the insurrection is going to go. And not only that, the articles coming out about um, all of the FBI undercovers and the plants that were put out there that were at, they actually had bullhorns telling people, mm-hmm. go here, go there. You've got to fill it up. You, you need to yeah. go into this place. And how when the people were coming from where Trump was speaking on the ellipse, they were already, before they even got down Pennsylvania Avenue, they were taking down the barricades and the signs that say no trespassing and directing them like cattle into places where 10 minutes before there were signs and barricades. Mm-hmm. And then they were arresting people, and now we've got the, the uh, D.C. Gulag where these people are being held and tortured and denied medical care. Oh God! They're well, even denied access to their lawyers. Who are getting better than that? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's disgusting what's going on, and and, and I don't know how many people have actually paid attention to it, but uh, there's a lot of videos that are coming out now, um, which will probably never make it to the uh, January 6th committee because it goes against their uh, their narrative. But there's a lot of videos out that are that are questioning. Hey, uh, this guy was showing up, uh, you know, a couple of days before trying to recruit people, and then here he is the day of making directions on where to go and how to do and all this other stuff. So there's a lot of questions that are going on when it comes to uh, the January 6th thing. But, you know, one of the things that that I, I've talked about this all the time when it comes to, um, you know, when and if uh, the, the people finally rise up, you know, people go, oh, well, the military will put it down. Military won't be able to put it down. 
you know, number one, I think at, at least half, if not way more, uh, would not want to get into it. Uh, and, you know, there's only about 1% of our military that's really, truly combat ready. Uh, every The majority of the rest of it is, is more support. Um, and that's only 1% of the population, you know, the military. You know, the, the veterans that we have that are patriotic, that are that have are upset about how they have put their lives and their, their friends have put their lives and lost their lives, uh, you know, for this country to see what's going on. Those veterans outnumber the current military by millions, you know, let alone the rest of the patriotic people in the country. Military won't be able to stand a chance or even stand in the way of the American citizens finally saying enough is enough for the federal government and saying, you know, things are going to change. Yeah, and that's true. And there's there's two other things I want to say, and then I'm going to get off here. Jeff made the point the other day that if if a civil war breaks out, it's not just going to be the socialist versus the the capitalist. It's going to be it's ever going to be every faction. It's going to be the Antifa. It's going to be the BLM. It's it's going to be the communists. It's going to be any faction out there. And Black Friday, they had more background checks for gun purchases than ever before. Mm-hmm. So, and there was a lot that happens, entire week. You don't know who you're going to be facing. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be, it'll be chaos. It'll it'll really be bad, and you're going to have to be aware, and you're going to have to be prepared. And, you know, we're in our 70s. I can't go out and be physically active at my age, but there's something that I can do. I, there's always something you can do. You can haul water. You can bring food. You can, you can clean latrines. But believe me, if something comes up and it's necessary, we're going to be doing whatever we can. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm hoping we other do. people feel the same way. Yep. And hopefully, though, that uh, we won't go down that road. Uh, that's just one of those things that, you know, we really, truly don't want for the country. Um, and hopefully it can change. But, uh yeah. How do you get him out of the White House now? Yeah. I mean, it is it is so huge. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mess. And and, and there something's got to be done. You know, in the bureaucracy yeah. of the country, it's got to be changed. And if we don't, uh, you know, we're going to lose what we got. But hopefully uh, hopefully things yeah. will, will go right and we won't get down yeah, that we point. Gotta, but... We've got to purge all those career um, paper pushers. Yeah, that we do. They've got to be purged right out of there. Uh, and a lot of these departments and programs, they need to go as well. Hey, April, thanks so much for the call. The I do appreciate it. The way to do is to turn everything back to the states it's supposed to be. Absolutely. That's what we need to do. Hey, April, thanks so much hey, for the call. Have a good day. You too. Uh, and 233-9988, that is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Well, hey, well, Earl, how are you today? Oh, good. Had, uh. One of the beef burritos from the convenience store, Ew. and two fried and two fried eggs, Ew. and I covered it with Monterey cheese. You mm. cheated on breakfast. I mean, I, just I cheated. Gas station burritos, man. Oh, stay home today. Well, once one, well, you got to live dangerous once in a while. <laughs> That's one way. Well, I'm listening. <laughs> See, that's what that's what you get. That's what you get for having those yep. uh, gas station burritos. You got to be careful with them. Well, I put my standard three drops of Tabasco on there because I keep Tabasco in my pickup. Now oh, there you go. <laughs> anyway, I'm listening to y'all. Y'all talking Democrats and Republicans. Once again, let me refer you to the movie The Shooter. Mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg. Yep. Good movie. Where the senator's standing up on the mountain. He says there are no Democrats and Republicans. There's a haves and the haves nots. 
Yep. Which are you? Yeah. Are you on the inside? Are you on the outside? This here bill is going to pass. I don't know if you listened to the news just just now when you went through your break there. Um, but they said they're going to vote on it in January, a revised form. This is to make Mr. Manchin look good, presidential material. Oh, I don't think so. It, it will pass. I don't think it will. The revised form. It will. It will. This, they, they had no, Congress had no intention of passing this bill before Christmas. None. So they got to make it look good. It's all show. It's smoke and mirrors, as some general said. Yeah, you know, I think if, if anything, what, or something. what we might see is we might see, I don't think the Build Back Better bill is ever going to pass, but I think what will happen is that it will get uh, it will get picked apart uh, and little things will be put into other bills that will get passed, and they'll pass it that way. Uh-huh. They'll pass it bit by yeah. bit, but they won't pass it as a whole. But it's the, the revised form will be passed. It will next month. Mm. But I want to say this. I'm listening to y'all talk about how you always, your callers always go after the poor on social security. Let me explain to you the way the world works. People on social security, the poor on food stamps are completely inconsequential to the amount of money that will go to the upper class in this bill. They're inconsequential. They're the cannon fodder. Mm-hmm. And if you don't see that, you're not looking. You can jump on FDR. FDR stopped the coup against him. The three generals you're talking the lady was talking about, the woke generals retired. Yeah. So another coup does not happen. Did anybody catch those words? So another coup does not happen. Yeah. Another. They're yeah, because what happened to Trump was a coup. It was. And, you know, the most of the money, if you go look in this bill, goes to the coast, coastal communities. This has already been in the news, but you go look, coastal communities. And do you think Florida coastal communities who are in South Florida, most of them are from New York and New Jersey, are going to turn down that money? No. You think they're going to say, well, we're Republicans? No, even though a lot of them are Democrats. Do you think uh, the villages will turn down the money? No. Let's come on up to the Gulf Coast. Do you think anywhere on the Gulf Coast is going to turn down any of that money in that bill because they're good Republicans? No. They're going to take it, and they're going to do exactly what we do every morning. All your callers do. The people on the call, it, type it in on the Facebook. they go gripe. Not going to do diddly squat. And guess what? Diddly and squat left town. <laughs> It did. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. And, and if you don't, look, our country is not the best for taking care of retired people. No, we don't. We don't Everybody take care of as well as we should. should. You should have invested your money. Well, think back. When you were in your 20s and 30s, were you smart enough to invest your money? In mm. your 40s? Were <laughs> yeah, you? most, pe- most people weren't. Well, and most people don't think about doing right. that. And they really do need to. Now, because you can't, you can't rely that. on the government. The government's not going to be there no. to fix you. The government's going to be there, period. It's going to be there. Yeah. Bad, low water, high water. It's going to be there. Yeah, like but they're not going to take very good care of you. Water. But they'll help you. But people say that now. Well, I should. I could have invested all this money. No, you couldn't because you still had the money. 
even though what was taken out of your check, if you'd match that and went and invested it instead of spending on beer and partying <laughs> and uh, stupid vacations yeah, and impressing your friends, you'd be rich by now. But you didn't do it. You're using hindsight, people. You know what hindsight is? Yeah. And you know what? Well, Maybe... I, can't, I can't say I can't say that. Can I? <laughs> no, you can't. You can't say that. No. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe this is one of these things that one of the, the, uh, the younger generations will learn, you know, that... Um, and of course, we always say that. We always say, oh, hopefully, Look, hopefully you'll learn from my mistake. Um, but yeah, you know, enough mistakes have been made. We've all done it. You know, people have never invested as much because the fact that, you know, no. government says, hey, we're going to be there for you. And too many people because, fall for it. And, and you shouldn't. You should uh, you should rely on yourself to take well, care of it. Think about this. You're a young married couple or you're living together and you're making money and you're saving it. All of a sudden, a baby comes in or maybe two. And all that money you save goes for expenses. Because it's just tough raising a kid. Mm -hmm. So you got two or three of them. And you're not on the, on the dole, as people like to say. No, sir, you out here working. And you raising that family. You proud of that family. But you ain't got the money. that You're investing that money in your kids. And you want them to be better. Right. Think about that. You did invest your money. But you, you know what? Sometimes it doesn't rich. take much. It really doesn't take too much. You just people got to realize every little bit. Uh, that you invest, uh, you know, does help. Well, or at least just let me, put in savings. Let me give you the best piece of advice that okay. is standard, is good anywhere in the world. All right, what you got? If you want, if you want to be successful mm -hmm. and have money in your pocket, you find you provide a service that other people are willing to pay for. That's it. That's it. That's what you got to do. You cut the grass. You can mow the lawn. You can uh, do laundry. Take your hot I need somebody dog to do my laundry. Pineapple slices on it. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm okay with I'm okay with pineapple on pizza, but pineapple on hot dogs. I don't oh, know. I'm sorry. Polish sausage. Sausage dog. Okay. Okay. You know, okay. Put the skewer in it. Yeah. Sucker bubbling and juicing and okay. Yeah. A minute of pineapple. <laughs> I yeah, can baby. give you that one. I can give you that one. Otherwise, pineapple on a regular hot yeah, dog. That just. Uh, that doesn't work. Well, it doesn't you gotta, work at all. You have to add sauerkraut to it and get it hot. Not with a regular hot dog. That just won't work. But the Polish dogs, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that one. All right, there you I go. I eat weird anyway. <laughs> you do, but it's good, and I can't but wait I, for the cookbook, girl. I really can't. Oh, it's, it's coming. It'll be there when you get back from vacation because I have already tested the mail. I send everything standard mail out of yeah. here. And it is six days from the time it is mailed, which if I mail day at noon. Uh-huh. It would not get to Panama City until Monday morning. Well, all right. Well, we'll be looking forward to it. Hey, Earl, we're up against our break. Thanks for the update today. Have yep. a fantastic day. We'll chat Thank with you, you tomorrow, are. I'm sure. Uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show on News Talk at 101. Hot dogs and pineapple. Ooh. We all want a home that matches the way we live. That's financialgroup.com. Having more fun analyzing the progressive left than a happy hour at Nancy Pelosi's place. This is The Brian Rust Show on News Talk at 101. All right. Big thanks for listening in today on the show. Uh, we will be back again tomorrow morning, 5 a.m. Don't forget, you can always podcast the show. Uh, lots of great stuff that's on there. It's available at all of the popular podcasting services everywhere. So all you got to do is just go search for The Brian Rust Show, and you can find it. Also, make sure you're following us on Facebook, News Talk at 101, and The Brian Rust Show. That way you can keep up to date on some of the things going on. Coming up, uh, let's see, Brian Kilmeade 
He is next, and he has got, uh, let's see, who's he got on the show? He's got uh, Marty, uh, Dr. Marty um, uh, Macri, also Michael Goodwin, and Brett Baer is going to be on the show uh, this morning uh, coming up after the top of the hour with Brian Kilman. Again, we'll be back tomorrow morning, uh, 5 a.m. Have a fantastic day. Get the rest of your Christmas shopping done, and we'll talk with you tomorrow. WYOO Springfield. Serving Parker, Panama City Beach, and Northwest Florida. This is News Talk at 101, Panama City's information station.